0: All right, it's episode four of Casual Disasters, a Spokane storytelling podcast. Um, I'm Madeline Sells, and today I am welcoming my guest Matt into the studio, a local musician. And actually, we just met last Friday singing karaoke. That's right. (laughs) And then we roller skated Sunday, and I told him about this podcast that I do, and he is gonna bring us some live music today too, which I haven't had on the show, and I'm really excited for that.
1: I'm gonna try for sure. I'm gonna do my give it a good old college try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Matt, I typically have people talk about like being from Spokane, what brought you to Spokane, were you raised in Spokane? Yeah, kind um, of your bio. So,
1: well, I was born in Spokane, uh, and I was here till I was probably in second grade and then my dad got divorced and my mom started wearing Marilyn Manson t-shirts and picking me up from school and they knew that was the key to move to Idaho so I wouldn't have to be around these you know degenerate people and um, (laughs) 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 so I was I was in Spokane for a little bit and then I moved to Idaho and I went to school in Post Falls and like high school and middle school and stuff like that and Coeur d'Alene and then moved back because that place is awful
0: yeah, I was going to say... Not great. A less... Or were they thinking that would be, like, less conservative than so I don't
1: think they were. They had that thought at all. I don't think they considered it at all. Yeah. Really. You know? I don't think they were like, oh. They were just like, let's move there. What's when a you're a kid, you don't really have a say. Yeah,
0: that's you true. Know? You're just going where the money and food. <laughs> exactly. And your guardianship is. Yeah. Um. So tell me, you're in bands here, or... I don't know, you told me you were in a couple bands, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in a band called my band's called The Colorflies and I've been in that band since I was like sixteen or seventeen. Um but I'm in a band called Atomic Fuzz, where I play drums and Lester Glory where I play drums and yeah. I, I mostly play drums in other bands.
0: But this your actual band that you've been in.
1: Yeah, I sing th- and play guitar in that band.
0: Yeah, and you mm-hmm. guys is that the band that's playing? Oh, on Friday, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's promote that. You, so you want to? Okay. Yeah, let's <laughs> so You're playing on Friday. Yeah, we're
1: playing the Nint Factory on Friday. We're opening up for Foo Fighters. They're the number one Foo Fighters tribute band in all the land, and it's gonna be good.
0: Have you seen them before?
1: Online, I watched an interview, a podcast interview with them, and I thought that was kind of ridiculous. Like a, that a tribute band would have a would have an interview. I didn't. I don't know what would you. They you don't even do not talk about new songs that you wrote, right? It's mostly at that point, wouldn't it be like, just like, oh, we're on the road, and we play these songs, and it's like, I just, I, some of it doesn't even seem very interesting to me, but I, they're very nice guys, so I'm excited to see them play, <laughs> see them rock out.
0: I think at this point, even just, some people might say, why the hell are you doing a podcast about Spokane people, right? Like, what's I th- happening I th- there? <laughs> and I think, I think <laughs>
1: Spokane people are pretty interesting. Yeah, you ever, I do too. You walk around this place?
0: Oh yeah it's like some interesting
1: people out there yeah some really cool people out there too you know yeah some of the best the some of the like my best friends ever met are from spokane so
0: yeah i mean even just this connection we made Mm -hmm. so instantly oh yeah well also
1: you get like the spokane like when you're from spokane and you have that like thing where people can sense it on you i met I, I, i had this friend one time who said that like um well you know i'm i'm too good for spokane in, in the ways of like she and she is like a fabulous stylish you know otherworldly sort of person so she's like well la is like my home and i feel like that and it's like and i told her like straight up i was just like i'm not better than spokane i know that like like in my heart i can feel like like i get to visit these nice places and tour and stuff like that but i know that i got i'm like a spokane guy you know what that's i mean that's your vibe just like long sleeves and like but that's what I'm saying. You have that, you have that kind of thing with, where it's like you walk up to another person in Spokane, and you're like, oh, it's Spokane, right? You yeah. know what I mean? It's like you just already have it within you to make a connection with somebody almost.
0: I know, isn't it? It's weird. It is really weird. That's a little weird. Yeah. I talk – I mean, every week I kind of talk to the guest about that because yeah. I'm like, we just have this kind of understanding of like – I don't know, I see you, you see me, <laughs> yeah. we have this connection because we're from the city.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like, um, I remember I was in a car with somebody and like, um, we were driving and then like the car, we were at a stoplight and, and they had a red, we had a uh, a green and a, some guy just walks past like super slowly and the person I'm in the car with is like honking and the guy looks at us in the car, turns at us and shrugs and keeps walking, right? And I was like, that's the difference between Seattle and like Spokane is like Seattle has like the Seattle freeze where it's like nobody talks to you and it's all dot com people and like people complain about that. But Spokane has like this Spokane shrug, which is just whatever.
0: Yeah, just like, (laughs) Mm. yeah, I remember my friend actually moved here from L.A. And she's like, why do people wave to each other? up here in the northwest and i was
1: like that is interesting.
0: do we <laughs> that's like we i think it's more boat life like if no. you're on a lake a lot of people and i think that's where oh, she yeah, noticed yeah, yeah, it yeah. like you
1: wave to other boaters you in idaho <laughs> if you see somebody has like the same jacket as you that's when you get away i've 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 like i've seen people that have like oh similar clothes Oh, that's yeah. like or like one time i was driving my van and i had this really beat up old blue van and it was like messed up And I just got back from touring and I was driving up like the North side and this other van pulls up next to me and it's the same van, like with like similar wear on it and stuff like that. And she rolls the window down and she's like, you and me, like, you know, we have the same van or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, like, it was funny. I was like, yeah, like thumbs up. And she's like, like, follow (laughs) me. Like she was like gesturing gesturing to me f- to follow her. It was hilarious. Like we have this because she was like through the window or whatever. We have the same band. I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. She's like, follow me. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not gonna follow you just because we have the same band. But that's like the you know if any connection if you can make a connection in the world I think you you know that's like kind of important. So,
0: have you ever like left Spokane like live somewhere else and then come back? No no
1: no once i moved here i was, was kind of like because i like i mean it's not a he- big city you know it's nice it's nice that it's like not huge when I mean, you go to new york and on the road and like we, we recorded like some of our record in new york and like virginia and all these and sh- in chicago and stuff like that. i've been to all like almost all 50 states wow uh, and not just recording but like just in general and like yet you, you I remember, like, there was a national act that came here that, like, um, we opened for, and we were out to dinner, and they said, like, you know, there's nothing, there's no one where really likes Spokane. It's kind of weird. Like, it's, like, kind of different, you know? And it's true. Like, there's nowhere that's really exactly like Spokane. It's got Skywalks, which are weird, and, like, like people that come in, like, my friends that come in, in in touring bands and stuff like that come here, and they're like, what do these? Why do you have these things that like connect the bit? Like
0: oh, the skywalk. Yeah, it's like
1: it's weird to people.
0: You know, it's so funny that you say my one of my best friends just moved to Austin, Texas, and well, didn't just, but he just had kids. Oh yeah. And so they're like, I think ages three to like one, and one of the biggest things he wanted them to know about being here is our skywalks. Right. He's they're like, unique. Did you know that you can travel in the winter to all these different places downtown via the skywalks and i was like i never have thought about that but even the library that we're sitting yeah they're all
1: connected they're they're all strangely it's a a weird thing it's like it's almost like you can what in what in in the 50s they thought you know that's such a futuristic concept that it's like well they'll be everywhere so we might as well do them right now we might as well build them now because in the future they'll be everywhere so like big cities will have them. It's like, but now it's like, it's not viable. <laughs> like there'd be so much ground to cover for like a big city. Yeah. You know? It's so. like, we're
0: not into public transportation here, but no, we're going to do skywalks. Really. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not really. Yeah. I think. Cause it like, don't the buses like stop running at, like some, some ridiculous time. Someone told me it's like 10, like 10 or 11 o'clock. People get off work at like midnight. You know, so I know
0: it's really limited at that hour, Yeah, which it's like how would someone who's working graveyard or these later shifts in like fast food. Right. You know how if they needed that. Yeah. Being able to move. You're just kind
1: of screwed. You have to like walk home or take an Uber or whatever. And it's like so I'm like I'm totally against like the whole idea of like going to work to make money and then spending money. There's people there? that, yeah, we th- just like, there's people I work with that like spend $20 every day or $10 every day for parking. And I'm just like, you're like, how are you, how does that make any sense? You're spending money every day. Where do you see a profit? Like, at some, I mean, at some point, it's like <laughs> a deficit in whatever you're trying to do. Yeah. So I refuse.
0: I know. You know, I just, at def- all costs, <laughs> I just, I refuse. My, do you, yeah. I just, yeah. I was doing my tax return, and it's like, how much money have you spent, like, towards work this year? And I was like, oh, my God. And as an educator, like, I'll pour so much money into, like, food for my kids or, like, clothing that we didn't, you know, were missing or my own clothing or transportation. I don't know. It's just – it does feel weird. Like, I'm paying to come here every day and put wear and tear on my car, and I don't know. And if you have to work downtown and pay for parking, that's – in. Ugh. Isn't that crazy? I cra- wouldn't feel right about isn't that. Isn't that
1: crazy? Well, and then and then some businesses charge you for lunch while you're working there and I'm like, so you're you're sort of spending $25 a day?
0: Yeah, it's isn't like, it ridiculous. What? Yeah, I don't I don't know. How much
1: do you make an hour? <laughs> Cuz that's like a whole 2 hours of work that you just threw in the trash.
0: Dude, speaking of your job because Speaking of trash? <laughs> <laughs> speaking of trash um i was just thinking because we also had this other crazy connection with one of my friends biking you oh, guys jonathan have, yeah shout out to him Wyndham. i hope you I, he likes the podcast so I was like, oh, he's good. probably gonna hear oh, it oh good he's my buddy Love him. his nickname was 225 and i'm not sure where that came from he was in a karate class with like you know my yeah. ex-roommate one of my best friends since i was 14 also joe Dickens. shout out funniest roommate to live with um Jonathan would come over and take baths at our house. He's just the silliest dude. (laughs) Classic. I love that guy.
1: (laughs) He comes into work every day and says, "Good job, Matt." And he says, "Good job" to everybody that works there. Oh, I love
0: that. That's a positive culture. It's pretty cool. I like it. Hype man. He's a hype man. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody needs a hype man.
1: And also, I was, I was, I don't remember it. I was doing a parody of "What a Man," and I don't remember what I was singing. But he, he interjected a,
2: say what. (laughs)
1: from like across the room and i was just like john amazing
0: so tell the spokane listener about your job and what you're doing because i always think it's so interesting the what you guys do uh
1: well i bike jimmy john sandwiches and then in between that i work at a hotel and set up events sometimes
0: but the biking thing to me right right it's wild in the winter you're riding.
1: it's it's wild yeah it's kind of crazy But it's also an ends to a means because it's, like, it's to me, like, it's, like, you get money and then, I don't know, like, I'm I'm always working just to, like, make rent money, always, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like, everything else is kind of, like, whatever. But it's, like, that's the thing with touring, too, and, like, in my other, I mean, I consider, like, music another job I had, and I was doing music just on its own for, like, a year and a half once, and it was, like, so hard. (laughs) so difficult to like survive well yeah i mean and also you at that point you throw yourself to the mercy of like bookers and like management and stuff like that And i've had management in the past and it's like oh okay you're playing 109 shows and it's like if you don't play them and you don't feel well then you don't have food and you don't have rent and it's like just it's hard man it's a hard world out there
0: yeah, I think about artists all the time. Some of my closest friends actually are in bands that you've played with. Yeah, love uh, those guys. Yeah, too. the Smokes, love, um, great band. Yeah, have opened up t- for you, right? Well, actually, or yeah, played, or They I played. We
1: played. I remember we played a. We were going on tour, and they played the show coming back. I think that was them coming either back from Minneapolis or maybe it was before they left. I don't remember, but they played that show with us, and it was pretty darn awesome. They're awesome.
0: Yeah, they are. I
1: have actually that on video, I think, on like VHS camera video. Because I, I, whenever I go on tour, I bring this like old VHS camera thing I bought at a thrift store like, you know, six years ago, seven years ago. So I used to – I'd film their, their set and then our, somebody would film our set and stuff like that. And so that will come out at some point in some sort of form.
0: Next door in this uh, video producing room, he can like take VHS and – yeah? Yeah.
1: My camera footage is so bad. It's like, I, I don't know. think it'd be really cool to like. Right, right, right. That'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, he can have it transferred into like, I don't know.
1: I've been working on this project for like a year. Like mm-hmm. I actually got, I got some footage. I got an a apparatus that kind of lets me get it on my computer and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And so I've been editing it and I've been working on it for a year. And it's, it's like the last like four years of touring and stuff like that. And it's just so long. There's so much stuff. <laughs> It's, putting. like, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, so, like, hard to, like, oh, what do I put here? And, it's like, it's crazy. There's so much. I documented so much stuff. Like, it's just nuts. It's I nuts. Hours, and, make, hours. Like, it's hours it. and hours. You make, like, a it. Well, it's hours and hours. Well, and I've been, we've been, I have, you know, camera footage and stuff like that from, from since I was, like, 17. You know what I mean? I was, I was adamant about, no, we're going to film this show and, you know, we're going to take these to pictures and, like, um, you know. And we were kids, you know what I mean. Like, matey Devin, and I were
2: <laughs> kids,
1: <laughs> so it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of wild. And then, you know, we went on that journey from being kids to getting a record deal, and and then um, recording with, you know, a member of REM, and and then going to LA and working with Greg from the Wallflowers, and and like opening up for, you know, Green Jello, and 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 like the posies and like these and meat puppets and bands that like we re- revered forever, you know, and it just, you know, and now we are where we are and then the new album will come out, you know, hopefully this year. And it's crazy. It's just a lot just packed in, you know, how they say like your brain only has a finite amount of space.
0: That's what I feel like. Yeah.
1: I feel like I can't even add anything else to my, so every new experience is so, yeah bizarre
0: yeah I'm just so interested in your journey with music and like how that all I don't know started for you for me
1: like I just uh, started booking so I made these demos in my room in high school and then I just started like like you know booking like studios and being like oh I'm gonna put the drums down and then, oh I'm gonna put the guitar down oh I'm gonna put the bass down and then I would just like make these songs or whatever and then I kind of got a band around that and then it was like, okay, well, we have some songs. Well, why don't we make an album? Because that's what bands do. They make albums, right? Mm-hmm. So we went in and made this <laughs> album with my dad's best friend in his home s- basement studio, right? And we made this record and we got like a 500 of them or 300 of them or something like that from this website thing that our guitar player at the time one of our guitar players at the time like knew about and it was like this weird Japanese site it's called kunaki.com or something like that (laughs) and they make they can make things on the fly like that it's amazing and actually when we got signed I got our record label to use their services so um no uh it's been in my life forever but they can like you say you have a Christmas album that you want to put out in a week they can like make a hundred copies like then less than a week, and then you'd get them pretty much, and so you can make like weird um uh kind of deadlines and stuff like that that for a normal production company you wouldn't be able to do and that's like a six month thing out or something um so we used it we did that that website and um got three hundred copies and it just we just sold them all as a high school, like almost, we were just out of high school band. And then we were playing like every weekend we played, you know, I remember the first time we came to Spokane and, uh, we played the hop.
0: Wow. Remember the Hop? Oh right? yes, I do. We, I, have the, I have that. I have <laughs> that video. I actually, throwback. I was looking
1: at that the other day. I have the, the video of that we played the hop to a room full of like teenagers and kids and stuff like that. And it went insane, you know? And we're throwing shirts off stage and stuff like that, and that was our first coming to the big city to play like a show, and uh, yeah, crazy. And then um, yeah, we the, we got we sold all those records, our first album, and then just kind of ballooned from there. It just sort of went, and then we went into the first we went to the first Spokane studio that we never we'd never been in uh, Amplified Wax, which hmm. at that point was by Garland Theater. Okay, right. And we made a proper single where it was like production and. A big song and and that sort of really kind of set the stage for us to go where we went and eventually we got signed because our uh, the record owner label owner at the time saw this video of a bunch of kids moshing at <laughs> going insane at this like coffee place we played um and just destroying shit and yeah so yeah so um we got signed and then we just started making records and we put out uh our album, been there, seen it. And uh, it just was crazy. I remember like the first, cause the first thing that came out of, on it was like a UK news, like, or like um, magazine review. And after that, it was just like, we never had real press before. And then we were getting magazine articles and we were, you know, having interviews and stuff. I mean, they were booked us for festivals and stuff. We would go play these festivals and we just wanted to play as much as possible. And really kind of just go for it. And then, uh, yeah, it was just, I remember one day, like, because I would be on the phone with the record label all the time being like, oh, how many copies have we sold today, right? And there was a point where I was like, because I was pushing it so hard that I was like, oh, these are the people I have accounted for buying it. And then it was like a day where there was 100 extra extra albums not accounted for. And I thought it was like a clerical error, like a joke. You know what I mean? Like I was like, yeah. He, he like, Yeah, because he, he sent me the the, the spreadsheet, and he said, yeah, this is what we sold it. And I was like, what? Like, we sold 100 extra copies of this thing? Yeah. And I just couldn't believe that. And then at that point, it just started. We got a college radio thing with, like, our song Jurassic Park, and it was played in nine different countries, and MTV Europe did something, and, like, it was just crazy. And then we made videos. We made our first music videos that aren't very good, and... <laughs> Not good, and then, um yeah, and then it just kind of careened into where we wanted to make a really cohesive piece of music, which is the album Dysphagia, which is going to come out this year, and it's got like people playing violin and you know like strings and like grand arrangements and stuff. And but yeah, we've worked on it for a long time, so I'm excited. You're having that'll violins. be good. Oh yeah, the uh, there's a song called Dismay that has like an orchestra, like it has like really this girl um julia who we also have a song i'm gonna try to play it today it's we'll see but uh, (laughs) this um her name is julia and she's in a band called the salt riot in seattle and she uh played violin on it she did like six different passes of violin in the studio and we put them all together and it's just like this like actual grand orchestra feeling track it's pretty cool wow very beatles
0: Dude, that's gonna be epic.
1: That's good. I think it'll be good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how do you connect to other musicians or get them working with you?
1: Well, so, like, as much as I love, like, um, like, the grandiose, like, the grandiosity of, like, Queen and stuff like that, and, like, like, I reach for some things that are sometimes a little, you know, esoteric, but, like, Like I love like noise bands. I love like Sonic Youth and I love like bands like uh, Ghost Divorce that are here from Spokane. We went on tour with them and I'm actually wearing Hayes Noble. He's got a band and uh, uh, (laughs) he's great. I saw him. He's like a kid who's like has a great record and I've seen like two of their shows now and they rock and it's like a scene, you know, it's good. It's really good. Um but I, I just, I can kind of find appreciation in almost anything. So it's like, like even the stuff I hate, I find some, some, some sort of appreciation in the things that I even don't like because I'm like, well, it's fun to make fun of those things, as you know, because we've had conversations about music that, you know, when we were skating and yeah. like they're playing like trap music and stuff like that. I love me some trap music. Yeah, <laughs> you were getting down to the trap music. Yeah, so, I will, yeah.
0: for sure. That was definitely... A also a throwback for yeah like right probably my childhood and high school like yeah being really into hip-hop yeah yeah and well all that's the different that's the thing is
1: I think that as far as like connecting with people that I see play live it's like there's almost something achingly beautiful about somebody just stepping on stage and kind of like this is what I'm doing you know even if it's bad I'm like this is you know what I mean like that's <laughs> honest
0: yeah, I love that. That's honest,
1: dude. You know I mean, I like that.
0: Me too. Just the, genuinely being yourself.
1: The only thing I don't like is <laughs> like kind of the the pose, like the like I always had a problem with like I could never like appreciate cuz like we were playing shows. I remember like we were playing early 2000 like probably 2013, we were being booked for festivals with these bands that were like like the like blue jean jacket or leather jacket pbr people but like mm. but like in the way that like it's like it wasn't real to me i was like this is like a pose it's not any different than you know like 1980s or something like that you're just wearing something different yeah you can wear whatever you want but just be a real person you know and it's like the the whole pose of like you know i d i've never I've never been cool, so I can't imagine what it's like to pretend to be cool all the time. It's gotta be draining, yeah, you know it's gotta be like those people probably like i don't know I'm not gonna get into specifics, but you know it's <laughs> like they they take the hairstyle down and they're just like they're probably normal people at the end of the day, but they just all day are just like
0: you, you feel know? like keeping a face or a facade know, up, not genuinely know. being yeah. I, I yeah could, i can <laughs> i can't i don't know i've been told that to, oh pe- people will come up to me oh you're just so cool and i'm like but i'm not trying to be so yeah, like what I does mean, that even mean you know? i know
1: like it's like it's like it gets into things where people like alter their voice and stuff like that yeah like, i can't be it's hard to be around it's kind of hard to be around and it's really hard to be in a van with those people
0: has that happened to you oh
1: god oh more than i can count more times than i can count has that happened to me really it's like
0: coolness they're trying to like even in the the van in
1: the van come on
0: wait being cool in a van (laughs) tell me about that
1: okay well here's an example so I went on the road and I was posting pictures from the shows and stuff like that and I met I was meeting this person that I've known online for a while and she so we met at a coffee shop in Seattle I said to we had a hotel booked and then we were supposed to meet at this other place coming back from LA and playing the whiskey on this big thing. It was like two weeks long. And then we came back, and um, the van dropped me off just in Seattle. And then she came and we hung out and had coffee. And I get out of the van, and I'm like wearing like jeans with holes in them and like my Beverly Hills 90210 shirt. And it's like all stretched out and like stained and stuff like that. And she's like, why why do you look so different? And I was like, What do you mean? Like she's like, Why don't you look like you did on the road? Like I saw all the pictures on like online and stuff like that, and I'm like, Well, this is what I look like in the van. Like when I mean, we're just chilling. You were just being comfortable and drinking yeah. having water drinking contests. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is This is what I like look like when I'm just in the van and hanging out and just trying to be, you know. And it's like that was like the weirdest realization where I was just like like the the diff the like the disconnect between like how you're seen versus how you are is like you know what I mean? Like it's weird. Like it's it's sort of weird. Like you people think you're that person all the time.
0: Like social media.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like social media.
0: Yeah. I mean, I get that all the time.
1: I I'll send a like a selfie or something to a friend and be like they'll be like why don't you use a filter? I was like, I, I haven't used a. F- I don't use, <laughs> I've never, I don't use filters. I've never, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really, why? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I'm sending it to a friend casually. Like, this is me. And this is what I'm doing. It's like, why don't you use filters? Like, what? why do you care? Like, in the moment, why do you care? Also, that's like, so, I don't know. It's just a weird disconnect, man. Like, sometimes it's, it's really strange. And but that's the it wraps around in my point of like the facade of like you you're doing that in the van? You're gonna be cool in the van? I think I for like who, that line. For being cool who in the van? Like, who are you doing this for? You know? And it's just like I'm never cool in the van. I'm like <laughs> I'm like, who let the dogs out for the fifth time, please? You know what I mean? I will say <laughs> that's I really me in appreciate the band. Your, or Rush, we listen to like your
0: music taste, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you, uh,
1: my music taste. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> so. I was just like kind of shocked, or, like in a good way. I was like, "Oh, dang!" Like I like that a dude is into this type of music. You know?
1: I've heard that. Once. Some
0: th- have you heard this before?
1: I've no. Well, like I'm like I'm I love like. Christina Aguilera and like Britney Spears. Yeah, I was like really excited like that you posted a
0: Britney Spears video on Instagram uh, last classic. night. Classic. Just so you know, this <laughs> Britney is like one of my favorite humans. Yeah. And when I was eighteen, I got a Britney Spears tattoo on me. Um, was the it same. Well, when I turned eighteen, I got the same tattoo that she had. Oh, cool. A fairy. Oh yeah, and yeah. It's on my back. <laughs> That's
1: awesome. That's really cool.
0: And every time I ask like my tattoo artist, like Nori. Um, like, should I get this covered up? And he's like, No, no, you gotta keep, keep it forever. This. Yeah, <laughs> I have I have a
1: tattoo that I got in a basement when I was eighteen. So it's yeah. a UFO, and yeah. my bass player has one too. That was before I knew that tattoos could get infected. Oh, did it get? I've no, never had that. Thank oh. God. Oh, okay, but I, I saw like, a oh video God. later, and I was like, That could have happened to my arm, You're like insane. amputated. <laughs> yeah, just gone. <laughs> it's insane. But um, funny, like crazy thing about that that song that. Britney Spears song? Which one? I'm a Slave for You? Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. That is a song written by. That is a song called I'm a Slave for You, written by Pharrell Williams of the Neptunes.
0: I did not know that. For a
1: white woman. (laughs) A black man wrote a white woman a song called I'm a Slave for You. (laughs) I just think it's really interesting. I kind of love that. Yeah, it's a little. It's like. It's like. I think it's actually like more okay. Oh, yeah. If a white man wrote a white woman a song called I'm a Slave for You. It's I almost like, feel like it's uh, reparations. Yeah, a little bit.
0: I'm going to have this white woman sing this song. Yeah. That's also going to make me money. True. About you being a slave. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of love that concept. Exactly. It's wild. And I hope he's still collecting on it. I'm sure. You know what I mean? Pharrell's a genius. Oh, my God. There's this whole like. His design stuff he's doing now, like clothing and Paris I,
1: Fashion Week. and I'm not a huge fan of. Gwen Stefani's solo stuff but because it's bonkers
0: oh shoot you sent me a video yesterday I love
1: I love like the like the sing a lot of the singles but she she has some bonkers like oh I sent you no doubt song I love yeah because I love no doubt yeah yeah so good um but 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 Gwen Stefani's solo stuff is wild it's just out there but Pharrell's like a big writer on that stuff you know and he's genius there's like um there's like a um it's like an hour long or like thirty minute long thing of like Pharrell and Justin Timberlake working on the bridge for um, "Rock Your Body" off oh, Justified because yeah. they're making that re- they, they're making that record and they actually made that record in Virginia Beach where we made some of our record. That's that, so badass. That, that play that yeah, it's like a little bunker thing or something like that. And um, uh, yeah, like they're just workshopping the. The, the bridge of that whole song and it's it never gets boring. It's amazing. Like they and they just keep looping the track and then they, they, they sing it and it's like it, it, they're forming that what will be like a classic hit from JT. And it's awesome.
0: I'm a huge JT. Me too. We wow, started man. this talk and Love we said JT. we're gonna save it for the podcast I know, actually right? That a yeah. perfect saga. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah that, that that justified album is so good. And like it's just Kind of unprecedented as far as, like, yeah, just, like, Pharrell is just so good, you know.
0: Oh. He, so I'm a good. huge fan. Yeah. But, yeah, JT, I was telling you I saw NSYNC twice, up once at Silver Mountain and then, like, at the arena here when I was in sixth grade. Wow. Yeah. This is what I was going to tell right. you the other night. Um and nobody was up at Silver Mountain when NSYNC was playing, so it was like a, like it felt like a private show. <laughs> for like
1: was that before they caught on?
0: Yeah, it was like really beginnings of um like their career.
1: That's the crazy thing about like the boy bands is like I watched this documentary um called I think it was called Making the Band, I think maybe. It was like about Lou Pearlman, he's like their producer and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. It's a wild story. But mm-hmm. the the tiny iota of an idea of a boy band being successful was new kids on the block Mm -hmm. you could only conceive right because and that was like pre-91 so by 93 they essentially started workshopping the idea of another boy band right and then it was like five or six years of like okay this is the look this is like the this is the, you know, these are the moves, this is a the choreography, these are the songs, in a time where none of that is relevant. So the idea that you're taking the gam- a gamble on something that you have no idea if it's going to pay off in any kind of a way is crazy to me. Like it's like the, like, you couldn't predict that in the time of grunge, in the time of like where music was in '92, '93, or whatever, '94. That in ninety nine there would be ultra pop, and it will be, and and not only will it be ultra pop, it'll be an absolute change in a, of aesthetic. But they they gambled on that, and it paid off like insane amount. Like like it, it's just crazy to me that like it's not like oh it's ninety eight we have this new idea let's make these pop stars. Mm-hmm. It's literally. Years of that, and then just gambling on the idea that maybe that it would be successful, and then instead it's the biggest thing in the world at that point, like outsold Nirvana, outsold, you know what I mean? Like, it's just insane to think about, like the Christina Aguileras <laughs> and like yeah. the the Britney Spears and the, but the the solo artists don't really. It's not as intriguing to me because it's like, well, this is like five strangers you put together who. You know what I mean? Have to sing and dance and get along, and and it's two bands of that, In Sync and Backstreet Boys. It's just crazy.
0: That's just crazy. <laughs> I love that to you me. can appreciate that. It's insane. I think my entire, I don't know, adolescence, like middle school, my walls are just covered. And actually, no doubt. Oh, yeah. But like, a t- I was so into like the pop bands, like at that time, like In uh, Yeah,
1: I, w- I was sec- in second grade. 98 degrees, dude. 98 degrees, right? (laughs) Classic. But that's that's the thing. Is like once those bands, I mean, because it's easy to see that after the fact. Oh, okay, this is going to be huge. Let's get as many groups, vocal groups, as we possibly can to kind of fill this new corner of music out. But it's like the idea that you're banking on it for these totally unknowns. Besides Justin Timberlake, who was in the Mickey Mouse Club. Right? Yeah. And but, tot- but totally, And Christina. Yeah. And totally, but totally unknown, like, as far as, like, the world doesn't know them. Yeah. You know? And then just, it just being the biggest thing in the world. And the whole idea that, like, it's like, oh, girls are going to love these guys. Like, it's just so, cra- it's crazy to me. Like, it, because, you know, you know hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars were spent before the bands even hit. Like, you know what I mean? Like with like how like the market works and like how you would pay radio stations to like push things and stuff like that. It's just, it's crazy. And you know how they say, well, nothing happens by accident. It's like kind of the first, the kind of the last thing that really happened by accident like that was Nirvana in a way. Like, and that's kind of crazy. That really did change everything because it was like no record label was able to be like, oh, yeah, we saw it coming from the beginning. I mean, they might have said it after it hit, but it's like there, there was no foresight. It just hit and then it was like huge. Mm-hmm. But this but that's like the insidious nature of the pop and the boy band and the girl band thing is it was designed like during that time, which is just crazy to me. Yeah, it's just it's insane.
0: Do you want to do something like that?
1: Do I want to have a yeah. boy band? No, like I always joke pop about
0: off like a new music style. Vibe. No, I
1: mean, I don't, well, I don't think, I don't know. I don't think I could, I mean, like, you know, well, they, well, they say nothing's, I you mean, know, everything's been done. I don't really believe that everything's been done. I don't either. You know, um, but I think that, you know, I think in a lot of ways that like, you know, I met some of the songwriters that were in charge of some of the... Actually, funny story. I was in L.A. working with Greg in his sound studio on the record. Um, and he's like, why don't you guys come see this movie that I'm making, that I, pr- I produced tonight. It's premiering at the Chinese Theater. So we went to the Chinese Theater thing. And it's this movie that's a sequel to... Um, a movie called The Wrecking Crew, which just talks about like 60s and, you know, 60s musicians who were session musicians who made some of the biggest records of all time. And uh, this is the sequel. And it's like their kids. Right. So their kids and their kids are like, you know, played guitar on Edge of 17. And like, you know, it's it's just insane. Like the Joe Jackson songwriter is in the movie and he wrote Somebody's Baby, which is classic. And, you know. Don, he actually started, and then he did Don Henley's, mo- like, solo career music kind of, too. He was his guitar player for that stuff, too. And um, so we're all just in awe of that movie. It was amazing. And we finished that movie, and the guys from the movie are there.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wild.
1: So we go, so we, we I talked to him, I talked to the, <laughs> the guy and said, hey, you know your song, All She Wants to Do is Dance? Have you seen Coyote Ugly? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's <laughs> like, yeah, of course I've seen that. <laughs> that movie yeah. my songs in it and it's huge you know it's it was yeah. funny but like i got to talk to that guy you know and then they come to the after party we go to the um, roosevelt which is just right across the street and um there's this huge pool room like pool side room thing with like insanely expensive drinks like 36 dollars for like a. and then um uh greg's there and he's you know he's like oh this is matthew this i'm working with his band they got a good record and um I'm talking to this guy named C.J. Vanston. Turns out he's the the um, he's the keyboard player for uh, Spinal Tap. Oh. And he was like a big songwriter in back in the day, in the '80s and stuff like that. And uh, he um he like his his like original demo is he like wrote like right there waiting and stuff like that. And with Richard Marx, who became the guy who wrote the instant like the the huge hits of the Backstreet Boys, like every pop hit in the early two, late 90s and early 2000s, Richard Marx wrote, basically. Swedish guy. He's genius. He's a genius.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that. Because it's
1: not easy to write a song that's like every puzzle piece fits in a way that the brain is like can't deny. Like you listen to like Hit Me Baby one more time. Every part of that fits in a way that's like you can't deny any part of that is it's never going to leave your head ever.
0: Yeah. you know and let's like <laughs>
1: like kids kids can't kids I, when i was a kid i couldn't i couldn't be like nah, i don't like that because i was just like this is so People good try to deny i know that's what you can you could deny you could deny it. that you don't you, like bye 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 but we both know you do that you do we know you do. there's no way you sing it. You can't.
0: I don't believe anyone's saying that stuff.
1: Or like, yeah, quit playing games with my heart or yeah. like, you know, I, I want it that way. Of course, it's the big one of the biggest songs ever. I know. You just can't deny the appeal when everything aligns in a way that your brain finds irresistible.
0: Dude, do you think it's hitting dopamine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I oh, I, like abso- it, I absolutely do. I think it's do. like definitely I, hitting that part of the brain of just like, I believe trul- that.
1: I truly believe that the way that chords are sequenced and harmonic values affect the brain in a way that's like totally insane. Like where it's like it makes you feel a certain way because the chords harmonically intrinsically work this way. And it's like if you figure that out, that's that's like where it's like, okay now we've got something that's like we've never had before yeah you know and you there's 80s stuff that has that too Any jackson song you know i mean it's like any michael jackson song has has every piece in a place that's like (laughs) unbelievable so but anyway um so uh he's like oh this is matthew's band i'm working with um and uh he's talking to introducing me to people i met cj vance and he's the spine spinal tap uh, keyboard player he's talking to me he's talking about music he's like oh yeah right they're waiting was, i wrote that in the 70s and stuff like that and i was like oh that's so good or the 80s and i was like oh that's so good 80s music is so great you know i love like the the way everything was constructed and i was like when somebody else chimes in maybe it was wilco's keyboard player i think maybe it was him he was because he was there hanging out too because he was also um a producer with greg on some of the music and um he uh starts talking to me and then i was like i springboard off what he's saying i say you know what you got to listen to is like mandy moore's second record like mandy moore's first and second album are like genius like great great hooks insane and he's like oh mandy moore like like i was on in on these sessions and stuff like that i was just like mind blown and then he was like and we we started talking about in sync and he's like oh, in sync, he's like, this I promise you is my original demo. Like, so he wrote, like, what is essentially the begin, like, the the structure of that song. And I'm just like, with Richard Marks as one of his writing partners. It's just, it's insane, you know?
0: Yeah, I know this This sounds...
1: <laughs> so I got to, like, yeah, I got to, like, just yeah. have conversations with this this guy that's, like, this is crazy. And then, like, I've shown some of my music and he's like... Because, you know, like, a real person isn't just, like, Like, not a real person, but, like, a person worth their salt as far as, like, somebody who's been in the upper echelon of these things and stuff like that isn't just going to be, like, that's, you know, you always, like, you picture, like, that's a number one record, like, you know, like, schmaltzy movie sort of thing. But he's, like, you got something there. That's, that's, and that's, like, I'd rather have that. You know what I mean?
0: I was more curious than being like, flattered dropping Mandy Moore at a party. <laughs> like if people would look at you like, Oh no, amazing. That, I kind of love that. Like dropping a Mandy
1: Moore. Amazing. On people. Amazing. Like amazing harmonic. Also great singer, like yeah. really good singer too. But it's like, she's, she's got some really well-constructed songs. And so, yeah, no, I'm not, af- I'm not afraid of that. Like, cause I was like, cause like at the party, like I'm, I'm not afraid to be like, Oh, I like, you know,
0: who do you think are your biggest influences like musically?
1: Oh, um, yeah. Uh the I love the Beatles. Um, love, love, love the Beatles. Never been a band before or since that really eclipses where they were able to go and where were they able to change essentially culture with every record they released and they're also strange they're also strange people that like made music that is just for every hit pop single they had, they have that many bizarre, you know, crazy music, like crazy things that they they released, you know. So the Beatles, um, uh, love. I love uh, Foo Fighters a lot. Um, uh, Cage the Elephant. Oh yeah, really good. Love their mm-hmm. second record a lot. Uh Pixies Great. for sure. Me too. So good. Um. Psychedelic Furs, Lemonheads, there's so many influences. Genesis, love Genesis, Dinosaur Jr. Um, yeah, like there's t- there's too many. Janet Jackson. Oh yeah. Daft Punk. Huge. I'm yeah, like I've there's not much you know that I don't enjoy. <laughs> there are things I don't enjoy, but 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 like I. I as far as like my big ones, like I don't know. Uh, there's a lot.
0: Were we on the same page the other night or was that just me? <laughs> about the certain country I can't do. Oh
1: yeah, you yeah, there's country you can't do. You can't do boot, scootin' boogie.
0: Yeah, I couldn't do it.
1: <laughs> but it's like yeah, no, I mean that's the thing is like, yeah.
0: I was about to say because that's like a perfect transition. Oh, so, you want me to? Yeah, I was like, I think it'd be yeah, to hear what you play after your influences. Um, I don't know how many songs are,
1: yeah. um, yeah, I'll play something. What do you want me to play? Right. I don't know. What are you feeling? I might do an REO Speedwagon song. Please, please, please. Right? Should I do please? Yes, please. Okay. So we were playing this song. And I wrote it a long time ago. Um, but it was always meant to be heavy. It's called Please.
2: Said you never had you the one. You give me more potential than some. With your new credentials, you give me more potential than none. You said you never had you the one. You give me more potential than some. With your new credential, please believe in divine. Please and was it ever me believe in divine please and was it ever me believe in divine please and was it ever me believe in divine please and was it ever me Was it ever me? me? Was it ever I? You give me more potential than when you never said when, when was when, and will give you no potential, then none with the new credentials, and I could satisfy myself, but it gets lonely, high up here upon your shelf, please believe in divine please and was it ever me believe and divide please and was it ever me believe and believe was it ever me believe please 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 was it ever I? yeah 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 I, yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah yeah
0: <audio>: That's awesome. Thank you. I haven't had live music yet on the podcast, so that's exciting. That's that have sound good. Real- <audio>: yeah, a real musician. It sounded great in the headphones actually.
1: I haven't played that. We were playing it live heavy now. And so when we played the Knitting Factory and Friday, we didn't play that song. First time. It sounds like Interpol. That's a good, that's a big band I'm influenced by. I love Interpol too. Yeah. Loved them when they came out. I thought they were insane. They are. Swerve Driver too. Good, good call on that. Do you
0: want to do like one more?
1: I'll do Crash Into Me. (laughs) Cash to me
0: No, oh, I was like <laughs> I was like let's do
2: come it To me baby and I come into you and I come into you okay
1: um <laughs> what are you feeling I, I like your
2: version better man. oh yeah
1: thank you uh I do the ultra sad hit that we have at the moment if you okay. want. It's called Bomb Pop.
0: Maybe that can be our closing act for Let's the podcast it, yeah. today. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: This is our uh <laughs> Yeah. 15,000 streamed song. If Whoa. streams if streams matter to you at any fashion at all. That's huge. All right. Yeah. Uh this is Bomb Pop.
2: I just can't wait till I die. Tell me that it's God by design and help me see the back of the sign. I only seem that great When I shine You told me once That you'd never be careless But I should have seen How much of my heart And you am inhuman human too And I Found another way for you to make me cry Found another way for you to make me die Found another way for you every time Every time Just another way off that latch Feel it in the back of my head Head You turn your head back and look out of the window but I'm not there You're pretty and popular, but it sure just isn't fair Found another way for you to make me cry Found another way for you to make me die Found another way for you every time And I... Found another way for you to make me cry Found another way for you to make me die Found another way for you every time and I Found another way for you and I another way for you and I found another way for you
0: that's amazing thank you and you wrote the lyrics
1: yes I I wrote the lyrics tell me (laughs) about them Mm. (laughs) you want to hear about those lyrics yeah I do you want to hear about them in the voice of Jerry Seinfeld? No. Okay.
0: <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I do love Jerry. I got to
1: ask anybody, everybody that, you know. <laughs>
2: well, you know.
1: Um, so those lyrics, I just, um, I think within all of us, there's a walking sad person, you know? Like anybody that says they're 100% happy all the time is kind of like faking it in a way. Because, like, I don't know. I think that kind of the existentialism of life is, like. It's weird that we have so many differences as people when. We're all like we all have the same kind of like. Like kind of like world doom upon us. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like. We're all going to die. we mm-hmm. We're all going to get old and see our loved ones die. And it's like but it's you kind of are expected to walk around and be a person and that's like so weird. Yeah. to think about cuz you just cuz like ultimately you know people that say to me, "Oh, I made peace with that." It's like, "Did you though?" Did like cuz it cuz it's <laughs> like yeah. What you do is actually you fill your life up with so many things that you just never think about it. Mm -hmm. you never like sit and think oh you know it's like I am getting older oh you know I'm gonna die oh you know like because you're just you've distracted yourself with so many different things in life but we're all gonna it's all gonna happen to us the mortal coil exists for all of us and it's like so that song's kind of like well it's my own sad boy problem issues but it's like I think in a bigger sense it's it's sort of like It's kind of like, I don't know, I think for me it's just being disappointed by life maybe and maybe not even like the small parts of life the bigger parts of life sometimes disappoint me because I think about like I don't know, it's just life is like cruel, you know (laughs) and it may not be cruel for everybody but it's like when you look at people that like, the closest feeling I have with that is, like, like I, I had, like, you know, like, suicidal, like, like period or something. And, and I wrote that song after that, but, like, and, you know, relationship and girl was involved and all that. But it's, like, to me, more than anything, the feeling that I think about when I sing that song is, like, I watch these, like, business shows and stuff, and I've had conversations with people. And it's like the, when somebody breaks down and like, and like says to you, like the the whole, the guise is gone. There's no manipulation anymore. It's just a straight plea of, of acquiesce to the, the idea that like, they say these words, like, "with like they're crying, with tears in their eyes, and they say these words, like, I don't understand why I keep failing. I'm a failure. I can't do this. I can't. And it's just that, like, kills me. And mm-hmm. that's the feeling that anytime I need to, like, think of something sad, it's like, you know, whether it's m- my mother saying I'm a failure as a parent or I'm a, you know, it's like that I c- I can't find an emotion that makes me more sad than that. that. Than
0: failing or feeling like that sense of failure or shame.
1: Just it's like it's it's one thing if somebody's like a total jerk and mm-hmm. and and they're lashing out in a way that you know because they can't understand the situation you're in. It's a totally different thing when the the guard is down and the person is like I don't like I I don't understand what's wrong with me. I don't understand why why I can't do this. I don't understand why I'm not good enough and it's like that's like it, kill, mm-hmm. it kills me. It yeah. literally kills me. I watch I watch that kitchen nightmare show and it's like and I love that show. I love shows like that. Yeah. But it's like when when somebody just like, like just drops their arms and just the the fight is gone. And like the hopelessness, the hopelessness is what kills me. Yeah. And that's, that's what like scares me too. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know, man, I think that you, you spend so much of your life putting on a mask and putting up a good fight because life is so hard and then you just get beaten down over and over and over again. And then once you just. People yeah. give people People give up. What do you think makes sad songs so beautiful? If you don't mind me. interrupting, Because yeah. I really like what you get. I, I, I think. I mean, like, one of my favorite songs ever is, like, um, ever of all time is Rainy Days and Mondays by The Carpenters. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And that's like, that's exactly that. I I can't, I don't know if I can necessarily do it musically like that, but like that is the sense of that emotion that I'm talking about. Where it's like, it's like, it kills me. Like that song brings me to tears every time, like not every time I hear it, but like if I'm emotional and I listen to it, it's like, I can't even like, I'm not much of a crier either. You know, yeah. so. Not to say that I'm not emotional, but I'm also kind of like fadery. I'm like a like a person with like blinders on a lot of times for like, for heavy things. So it's like my brain's like, oh, we'll deal with that heavy thing later, because yeah. like right now you gotta like do, do this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Not not to say yeah. that you know what I mean, but like like it's like
0: you can compartmentalize. Oh yeah,
1: pro. Yeah, I'm a pro at that.
0: This is interesting. So, like, every time I end the podcast, because you're kind of, like, setting it up perfectly, I ask the podcast guest, even though at first, I think the first guest I had, like, laughed about me asking this. They're like, oh, it's so cheesy. Um, One of my best friends. But um, it was mostly, like, what kind of, like, words of hope or wisdom would you want when someone is feeling that space specifically because it's Spokane based like in our community what would you want to say to them or
1: I don't know I so I found this journal the other day I I have hundreds of notebooks filled with everything tour logs journals how I was feeling and I found this page of like you know I'm worthless I am a failure I'm not a good artist I don't deserve what I have like over and over again in this thing right and I turned the page and I, I saw I am worthy, I am special, I there is a reason that I'm here. The two, two sides mm-hmm. of this thing, and I totally forgot I did that because it was like these affirmations of like the negative things that you say about yourself and then the positive things that you say about yourself. So you're not on either, you're not focused, laser focused into one thing. And then you can also be objective, you know yeah like am i a good person am i a bad person am i trying my best and that's like that's what i think is like the most you know positive phrase is like well, i'm just doing the best i can i'm trying my best yeah i'm
0: trying the best you can yeah yeah
1: i say that all the time i love that i say that all the time like i'm just like what is it? What is the other thing I actually say? You know what else I also say, I, but it's more jokingly. I say I'm just trying to have a good day. Yeah, I'm a boy trying to have a good day. You know,
0: like kind of a reframe. Well, it's just a joke. I, I I have <laughs> a, all dark. sorts of
1: jokey phrases, but like I'm, yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to. We're just I just we do the best we can, you know. And it's like either you do or you don't, but it's like. Only you know whether you do you're the doing best. the best you can. Only you know whether you're doing the best you can. Yeah, and that's, only
0: you get to decide that.
1: That's kind of like, you know, a strange thing in and of itself because it's like you also live with the shame and the guilt of your own doing. Of like, am I being honest with myself? Because so many, so many people delude themselves even. Totally. And then if you delude yourself, then how is anybody else going to, you know I mean? You can't crack that shell. No. It's over. Because it's like, if you can't be objective with yourself.
0: Being honest with yourself. Then nobody
1: else is going to, you know, you're going to even permeate that thing around you.
0: Yeah, I agree. That um, could be its own podcast episode, honestly. Just unpacking that to me. Because yeah. that's been a huge eye-opening experience. Like, I don't know. I keep saying this has been kind of, like, the ongoing mantra for me of that, like, maybe I am somewhat of the cause of some of my pain throughout the years. And so then being honest, like, even the good and the bad, yeah, it's me. You know, yeah. that needs to I agree. face I mean, like, myself in
1: all those ways. That's the thing is, like, if you can't even, you know, y- you met the people that, like, you say, oh, you left the door open. Well, you know, the, the like, a um, hundred excuses immediately. Yeah. So it's defensive,
0: like, your ego is talking.
1: It's yeah, it's maddening to me, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. But I'm around it all the time. You know what I mean? It's very hard for somebody to say, oh, I did that. I did but that. I, I, yeah, I just, I must have forgot or something like that.
0: Yeah, vulnerability. But I've been
1: that person my whole life. You know what I mean? And it's hard to be around people that... Are not, like, accountable. Just, just not even accountable Vulnerable. just 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 like something that's so pedantic doesn't matter in the slightest nah. that you're gonna f- die on that hill for yeah <laughs> you know it's like i mean that's one of the best things about if you've ever seen i think you should leave mm-hmm. this amazing show tim Robinson, and it's like that's the whole thing is like you couldn't just say oh you know Oh, yeah, and then it's just it goes it spirals, mm-hmm. and it does. yeah. And relationships end over who you know, who ate the last chip in the bag. I've, I've lived with roommates <laughs> who are like
0: arguing about the last chip.
1: arguing over cheese. Yeah, like, and it's a screaming argument. And I'm like, you people are insane. Like like, get re- like have real problems, like like at least, at the very least, like, this isn't important. Wouldn't
0: you say it's never about the chip or the cheese? It's un- it's safer no, it's to fight about cheese and chips. Well, than it's underlying. Really it's underlying for it sure. Really is.
1: It's underlying for sure. But it's like at that point, it's like
0: it's safer to fight about you gotta, cheese. You got to
1: figure it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, and actually owning that and getting deeper. Well, I hope you'll be back on. Um, I think we could talk about so many different things uh, with you and. You're so talented and hardworking at your craft, and I really admire that about you and appreciate you being vulnerable and coming on the podcast. A lot of people are scared to be on the podcast um, because I don't have it scripted. It's very, you know, whatever comes up.
1: Do you think maybe if you called a podcasty, they'd be less afraid because it has a cuter name?
0: podcasty i don't know you want to go
1: in the (laughs) podcasty
0: you want to go in the car like it's a sweetie (laughs) treaty podcasty um but thank you so much so we're gonna start uh wrapping up and say goodbye so i just want to thank you again um for being here and connecting with me being willing to go freaking roller skating i'm always trying to get my friend group to go roller skating with me and one of my friends inspired me to do it, and so yeah, thanks for being awesome and an amazing community member to Spokane, yeah, bringing no us music. Yeah, and Spokane. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love it. All right, um, so listen on any of your podcast platforms. It, I might even finish it today and drop it. Oh, so wow. I, I usually finish it all here right now. So wow, that's crazy. Yep. work ethic. Yep. It's thanks. dark outside. Yep. You'll see it happen right here. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Spokane and whoever else is listening.